Alrighty, welcome to this episode of Liverpool Strength Podcast. Uh, I'm Martin Kimberley, joined by big old James McPhee. Big old James McPhee, who had. Unturned, I was trying to make it rhyme about your dig. leg. Yeah. <laughs> Shreddy, shredded James McPhee, who only has one. Only knee. has <laughs> one one working knee. Kind of works kind of. a little bit. Not as much as like if it rhymed with hip. Yeah. Like, yeah. but we'll, we'll roll with it. <laughs> we'll roll with it. How's life anyway, James? Uh, all right. Considering, but my leg's not as bad as it initially was. It's only half an inch shorter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as we all know every inch counts so last yeah. week when it was a full inch like it's it half an inch panic stations half an inch so what that what that could be it is it's a bit warmer this time uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what that could be is maybe it's loosened off a little bit in the maybe. time that uh, the first time and the second time as well so maybe that take the uh, the positive out of it take the positive out of it yeah. mm. That's what she said. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, but then I've discussed the podiatrist and the prices and yeah. It's uh just to just to see if it'll it cost <laughs> around three hundred pounds just to see if it would fix the issue. Mm. And then from there it's MRIs, X rays and I'd be hoping for end of the line um just operation tight, kind of thing. Tight <laughs> hoping that it's just a tight hip. Tight, uh, some yeah. tight tight old muscles around the old hip. Um yeah, like, so, I mean, half an inch is probably right at the end of, like, the sort of normal range, really. I, I've got a dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Any, Anything, like, measurements lengthwise, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Although, speaking of topic, there was a, oh, what was it? Like, I was on, like, on Snapchat, on, like, the, the advert pages, like, that came up. Because the angle you're looking at it, it's, it's I like all, that. All, all about perception. Mm. <laughs> Ang- <laughs> angles and perception count. Yeah. They matter. Yeah. Especially the new powerlifting rule of the the elbow past the shoulder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. With that, ev- every inch counts. Brought, I was it, back, brought it back to lifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually benching the other day and filming from the side now. For all I like, love powerlifting and all that kind of stuff. Filming bench presses is fucking boring. Like, unless it's like a, a top end weight and there's a bit of a battle with it, it's fucking boring. Like, there's no, there's no good angle. No, like if you go from the side, <laughs> if you go from the side, it's not particularly interesting. From behind the back, I've just got a big baldy head. And then from the, <laughs> from the front. Just crotch cam. It's just a weird <laughs> angle. Like, you f- w- watching it back, you feel like, oh, that's a bit of a fucking weird angle, isn't it? Like, and you know what I've noticed between, like, sort of IPF and, like, BPU, ABPU competitions is for, like, IPF affiliated ones, uh, the oh. top of the head, it, like, faces the crowd. But for, like, BPU ones, it's like, it is like crotch cam. And so this is why I was like, 
thinking, hmm, what could make this more interesting? Like, oh, wow. what would be a better angle potentially for like the crowd? And I would probably say that like the side on angle would probably be like the most interesting because mm. like you might not necessarily be able to see like the lifter's face but then all you're really seeing is like the top of the head and probably one of the more interesting angles is like three quarters i know that like sort of like 45 degrees 45 degree angle yeah um that's definitely the one for like weightlifting and anything that's you know like a squat or a deadlift um that's like tends to be the angle that like most photographers and like videographers would choose to pick because it's probably the most aesthetic one so i would say that like a side on view would give enough sort of like context of how much like someone's struggling and it's not just like the, the back of someone the top of someone's head and it's not just like a, a lovely view of like private parts yeah. which seems a little bit strange I and mean, it was only yesterday when i was actually doing that that i was like that's kind of weird that <laughs> the bpu does does that abpu does that like but fair, fair enough like fair play yeah but uh, I, only, I only just realized that yeah it's, it's like, a bit of a strange one that isn't it like when when you actually think about it it's like okay so we're all just kind of looking at like this guy's junk or this girl's junk especially like, when you get set up you know, like you really create that big arch yeah like, uh, shove it forward into the crowd <laughs> so yeah bad news for uh, range of motion Bros as well speaking of camera angles I know someone used to he worked with hook, hook, uh, he worked for hook grip mm. for a little bit he was saying when, when filming lifts from that angle you want to get the plate at the very bottom of the screen to go like that nice right, aesthetic yeah, yeah yeah that's cool that's cool yeah no I like that I mean obviously hook grip like the goat of uh, yeah, you work, you work for them for a few months. Instagram lifting um, angles and cinematography. Would you call it cinematography? Videography? You probably would call it cinematography, wouldn't you? Uh, as you can tell, we've got like a this, this is being recorded on my phone. setup. <laughs> yeah, this is re- being recorded on one of my old phones. <laughs> so we are obviously masters of the old cinematography angles. But anyway... But that, that could change if you subscribe. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like Hit, and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> share the video. And yeah, we might upgrade from an iPhone. I think it's an iPhone 10. So maybe like 11. an iPhone 11. Maybe 11 and a half. <laughs> anyway, getting into like the, the subject of the podcast, which I think you wanted to, to introduce. Just pass that ball of shit onto you. <laughs> Well, mainly sort of came from my, my hip issue, like sort of training around an injury. Mm. Obviously, this is quite a a long-term, well, it's looking like it'll be a long-term injury. Just sort of, obviously, at the, at the time, it can be a bit disheartening finding out the news, like, it's your hips. We don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, the video called me his most complex case at the minute. I was like, cheers. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something. But at least I can still deadlift and bench. But I'm like, what's the point if I can't like compete in those if I can't squat as well? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it is definitely a bit. It's of like a I wanted to train for. Obviously, I'm like dying down now, like fat loss phase. But after that, I was going to start get back into full training, hopefully, and then qualify for Europeans and British again. Mm. Do those next summer. But now I'm like, can't squat, so 
they've had sort of pause those those goals at the minute and figure something out. I think the thing, the thing, like obviously, do I am thinking? I think I mentioned it last week, like some sort of photo, fo- photo shoot. shoot or or like dare I say physique show? Uh, even though physique show, yeah. Yeah. it'd be a pretty good, uh, it'd be a decent thing to like sort of tick off. And I always like to think of. Uh, if you've got to go and get advice from someone, like, have they put themselves in, like, that position? So, there's, like, coaches who would, like, recommend certain things for certain sports, and they've never actually been involved, like, actually doing that sport. It doesn't really matter to what level it's at. Um, They've never actually been involved in doing that sport, so... Probably rugby's a pretty good example. See quite a lot of stuff from people who've never never even been on a rugby field and they're giving out advice on how to improve like your rucking and mauling and scrumming and line outs and stuff like that. And it's like Yeah, yeah that's all well and good, like put putting the theory to it, but trying to put things into practice. Obviously we're straying away from the conversation about training around injuries, but I would say that as a sort of deeper level thing, it would mean that if someone was to come to you and say, look, I want to get really shredded for this, that and the other, you could go, well, I went through this when I had an injury and ended up doing this physique show or this bodybuilding show or whatever it is. And do you know what? It's actually a pretty miserable existence. (laughs) Like as like one perspective to go by. On the flip side, it's obviously another like kind of string, string to your bow that you can help someone prepare for like a bodybuilding or physique show because like I don't particularly have any experience with it. Um, <laughs> getting people ready for physique show, my, my thing for coaching has been powerlifting, weightlifting, field sports, like the three sports that I've like mainly been involved in as for field sports, specifically rugby. Um, yeah, like mine so, waves in. CrossFit, powerlifting. Mm. So <laughs> I've, I've competed in all three. Yeah. So if if you have like another, another sort of, yeah, like I've done the whole, holy trinity of barbell sports. <laughs> yeah. If you have like another, um, another aspect of like experience that you can like apply to people, and that's probably a pretty good thing. And obviously, that's going down into like a very specific like your kind of situation like you want to make the best of like a bit of a shit situation yeah like um, i always need something to to train, train towards for. yeah i can't just like going in train for the train sake just of it. to like clear my mind i've got to like i've got to go and do this because i want to do this there's got to be an end goal yeah but you think i think there's people who are at the other end of the spectrum who find themselves treading water because they don't have that thing to train for like mm. like say like i've always had like rugby to train for or powerlifting or more recently like went hard in the weightlifting which <laughs> for all like the the clowning that british weightlifting have done in the last couple of weeks which we'll probably get onto a little bit later on in this podcast or we might even do a fucking whole podcast about it because it is pretty crazy what they've done um yeah mark, mark him off that one as well yeah yeah um it's always got like a specific why which 
I think that if you can find that while you have an injury, then you're onto a winner because <laughs> having something like a hip issue can be real frustrating because it's sort of like it's like one of those injuries you can't rest either. Mm. Like your hips, used your every hips day. are like literally involved in pretty much everything, like yeah. while you're moving. So it is a pretty irritating one. But if you have like scratch a bit deeper and go, okay, I can still. I can still get a pump on, I can still bench, I can still deadlift, I can still do a little bit of conditioning, obviously got to be a little bit more creative about things, but there's a whole list of things that you can still do whilst rehabbing that, then take advantage of those and get get better at them, like turn a, what would you say your weakest lift was, like in terms of like numbers? Deadlift. Probably a deadlift, yeah, so if you can still deadlift, then it means like now. But the thing is like I can't, I couldn't. Obviously, I pulled my heaviest sumo. Mm. I've had to go back to conventional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is a weakness for um, for things like that. I would say, if you think of it in its simplest form, deadlifts picking something up off the ground, putting it down again. So <laughs> I've had to slightly tweak the technique, like mm. hips a little bit higher. Yeah. So the benefit out of that would be stronger glutes, stronger hammies, probably an even stronger lower back as well, which just full spinal. Yeah, exactly. Like spinal, which some people might see as a challenge, but as as a setback, sorry, but you can, can frame it as a challenge, which... Yeah, challenge trying to figure out what works, like what's... Because I can deadlift, but I can't RDL. Like, RDL is overrated anyway. Yeah, but I need like the ham- I need, them, I need more not, hamstring games. It's not games. really. It's not like the best fucking hinge exercise going. <laughs> like I, it's, it's I can deadlift, fine. But anything loaded top down, mm. just pain. What about the old stiffies? Still stiff like deadlifts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just deadlifting. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's bizarre. Like I can deadlift up. Maybe try like a. I don't know. A rack RDL. That's like just a rack pull, though, isn't it, really? But You don't like making noise, do you? No. I'm pedaling rows, I do, but... Yeah. <laughs> would that work from a rack? Rack RDL? I don't see why it wouldn't. I think... Try it out. <laughs> see, see what it's like. That, that's another thing, like, with uh, injuries. Like, a lot of the stuff is kind of like trial and error. Now, especially with something like a hip injury... Like, if you've broken your arm, I'm probably not going to tell anyone to bench press. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a bit, uh, it would be a bit stupid to go, okay, you've broken your arm, so what we're going to do is a whole session of upper body. We're not even going to touch your legs. That doesn't make sense. Like, if you have an extremity injury, so if you have, like, an injury to, like, a leg or an arm, so fucking straightforward to train around, like literally train the other 75% of your body like single arm single arm or single leg stuff um, and predominantly train the opposite half to what's hurt so similarly if you have like a, a lower leg injury you might as well concentrate on building some upper body strength now there is some data to suggest that if you train uh, let's say you've got a broken arm and you want to uh, you want to maintain mass in your upper body 
There is some data to suggest that training the uninjured arm will help with the injured arm. Like, just about to say the same thing. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty. The, there are there is some data on that, uh, and so it's worth. It is still worthwhile. Like, say, if you want to maintain chest size, for example, it would probably still be worthwhile to, if you'd broken your right arm, to dumbbell bench press on your left and do a shed load of legs because you can, in the time it takes for your uh, arm to heal, you can build some decent pins. Like, that's a pretty straightforward way of training around like an extremity injury. But yeah, again... But when I had my right shoulder injury, I literally squatted every day. Mm. Just <laughs> build your legs now. Probably not so much injury, more to do with like probably wear and tear from rugby. Since I've like played rugby, I think I've touched a barbell for a squat like once since I've got back into playing rugby, and that's just because because the nature of it like. Back, shoulders, chest, like fucking everything, it's just goosed. So, to, in order to still get a similar strength stimulus, I've just been safety bar squatting. Like, just as good, but it means that my shoulders aren't in as much pain. Pain. I would I'd probably say discomfort than anything else. Um, and so, training around, around that with the, the intent of obviously. Obviously, now my training has switched from uh, one into Excel at weightlifting to basically injury prevention and building strength and power for rugby. So for that, basically training volumes come down a little bit. Um, number of sessions has come down a little bit. Um, training structure has changed a lot. But still knowing that, all right, it says on this program, back squat for uh, three to five sets of uh, five to eight reps. Well, I'm probably not going to back squat on a Monday. Played on played in a hard match on the Saturday. So I'm probably going to switch it around to like a safety bar squat instead because yeah. my shoulders are in a lot of pain. <laughs> Just kind of get your hands up. Yeah, like... And so, knowing that, there's always something that you can do as opposed to doing fucking nothing. Because doing nothing is essentially going to lead down a path of no progress, frustration. Uh, it's going to, even if you don't do a sport outside of the gym, it's going to lead to detrimental health impacts. Because, obviously, we've seen... I don't want to cite them all, but there's like there's shitloads of studies that um, confirm the long-term benefits of strength training, um, the the short-term benefits of strength training, <laughs> like, just the benefits of just strength the training. benefits of trying to get stronger, like literally just trying to get stronger. Um, so if you do have an injury, it sucks. That's life. The injury will heal. What will make it worse? in the long run is skipping your training altogether and doing absolutely nothing in the meantime whereas getting into the gym and doing what you can is going to make life so much easier when you can get back to full training and I liken this to when 
happens happens not as frequently as you might think, but especially within our gym, when someone leaves, say for like, know, for whatever reason, someone decides to leave. <clears throat> um, it's always sad to see anyone go, as long as you part on good terms. Um, six months down the line, they say, okay, I'm ready to get back into training now. And it, there's always a point after a couple of weeks where the person who's not had an injury, not been ill, not had any kind of other issues has just allowed life to get on top of them and that's when you should be prioritizing your own health the most is when you feel like you're too busy <laughs> too busy fucking quotation marks there's always a point where that person or people or whoever will say i wish i'd never stopped and it's better to to have oh, that should have left us so long yeah exactly exactly like, if you don't train, if you train uh, while you're feeling, while you, one, while you're injured, obviously if you need to have like a little period of healing, I would say like seven to ten days of nothing just to figure out what's possible, what isn't possible, allow a little bit of recovery at that point. And to, to see a physio. Well, well, yeah, yeah. To, to <laughs> get, get, get it checked properly. Get some, some medical advice, all that kind of stuff. Um, before we, we, we detect a slug up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, fucking get on with it. What, you've got a broken leg? All right, one rep max squat. <laughs> Sing leg out of the hills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you've, got, you've got a good leg, haven't you? <laughs> it's a massive squats. leg. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember what we're training squat was then. Yeah, so if you have an injury or if you're just being a bit of a pussy, it's better to to train with mediocre to low intensity and just get something done than to just decide that oh, I'm too busy, I'm going to throw the towel in. Because when you do decide to come back to whatever it might be, no, I'm, there'll be times where I'm not even talking about in here, like people who just stop training. <laughs> it's going to suck so much more than if you'd have just carried on. Like your doms will, you, like doms will be a thing again, like for a good week or two. Your numbers won't be as good. So, in terms of in here, like your squat, your bench press, your deadlift, your snatch, your clean and jerk, none of those will be as good. Um, if you're a runner, your five or ten k times won't be as good. <laughs> if you're a rower, your rowing times will be shit. Like in comparison to what you knew you were capable of, and that's because you've made a choice to do nothing. Yeah. Detrained, de yeah, <laughs> detrained, deconditioned, and as much as you, you can throw your fucking toys out the pram. The person who's in control of that is you. Now, this might seem like I'm getting on me high horse here a little bit, but I'm actually not, because before I became a coach, and before um, I opened the gym, while I was still working in a fucking soul destroying office job, in like two thousand and fucking nine and ten. <laughs> Um, I actually had two shoulder injuries and two foot injuries at the same time. And so I had to, one, stop going to the gym, and two, stop playing and training for rugby. And it's kind of funny because one of the lads on Saturday was yeah, like... That sounds miserable. Well, oh, mate, it was. It was fucking horrendous. But I wish I'd have known... Hindsight and all Now, that. I wish I'd have known then what I know now, that there was still something that I could do. There was still things that I could have put in place. There was still like 
there was still stuff. There were, there were still things that I could have done, but because of the discomfort that I was in and the pain that I was in with the injuries that I had, basically played with shoulders strapped up where I couldn't raise my arms up further than that <laughs> to, to like finish a season of rugby. And it turns out we got relegated from like the National League, so it was pretty fucking pointless in the end anyway. Um, one of the lads on Saturday was saying, do you remember how fat you were when you first like came back to play? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't... No one had ever like mentioned that to me, like, because that was probably a good. It was like a good ten years ago, like when I came back and played in like my first sort of. It was like a third team game, right? So basically, spent like two, three weeks in the third team, two, three weeks in the second team, and then I was back in the first team after being like a regular for a year or two, getting injured, not being able to play, and then obviously getting that match fitness back. Um, he mentioned this to me, so I was like, I went on a hunt for pictures. Like Facebook pictures. Yeah, and found one from, I think the picture was from 2012, but the match was actually in 2010. Uh, it was in like November or December 2010, and that was my first game back. <laughs> and then I found a picture from 2009, where it's like, fucking hell, that guy from 2011, from 2010 ate that guy from 2009 and that's honest to god what it looked like just ballooned up ballooned up like went on the filthiest of filthy bulks so i know from experience that yeah being injured is fucking miserable not feeling like you can do stuff is miserable but there is always something that you can do now for me at the time if i had just carried on going to the gym and doing some curls <laughs> doing some skull crushes literally just getting a pump on like that would have avoided aggravating my shoulder injuries and it, it would have done nothing to my feet i had a broken foot and it i can't remember exactly what was wrong with the other one but it was along a similar thing but it wasn't quite wasn't quite gone <laughs> i ended up ballooning up blaming this injury for all like me blaming these injuries for all my fucking problems and just letting myself go for like a year so I've I've been there. I've been ha like in through shitty periods where I can't train, can't do the sport that I've grown up playing, and I was actually pretty good at, um, and just felt sorry for myself and gone, yeah, fuck this, throwing all my toys out the pram. So there is always something that you can do. So don't let. That's the worst thing to do. For most issues, is nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like like most videos always say, oh, they. Depending on it's like, yeah. yeah, keep moving. Yeah, exactly. Although for me, it's like, don't do anything that aggravates it, mm. but keep... But keep moving, yeah. Keep yeah, moving. Just keep, keep the way you're doing, just don't... The worst thing that you could do is nothing, which... They actually have had members here, they have, they, have, they have to complain about a bad back, take a week or so off, come back in, back goes again. It's like, don't, don't come back in for a month, come back in, back's gone again. Like what? Rather than trying to train with like mega intensity and thinking that there's, there's there's no there's no prizes for fucking hurting yourself, like there's no prizes for. But that's the thing. Like lower back, everyone's just gets a bit scared, don't they? Mm. Like oh no, it's the lower back, and it's like it could be a number of things a, before yeah, it's actually numerous things yeah. before it's actually your lower back. That's yeah, the for problem. most it's just tie ups and glutes aren't working. <laughs> it's like. And core as well, because everyone's just sat down, 
sat down all day like yeah. at a desk for eight hours and then watching TV for I think like the average like that I'd seen was like three to four hours of TV a day yeah. it's like that is insane like I think I mentioned to you the other day what day was it was it wasn't yesterday it must have been on Tuesday I was like I'd been sat down at my desk yeah it was Tuesday he came in all day came in with a proper face on he came in looking a bit stiff. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like bowled he, over. He's woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Been sat at, my, at a computer for like 10 hours or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Been sat at a computer for like 10 hours without moving <laughs> other than to make a coffee. And that's not good for you. Like I, I even find sat in the office, like that chair, like... It's not great. It's got it? like this isn't like not much support mm. for like the lower back. I'm just yeah, like, it's frustrating because wake up and I'm like, oh, there's things that you can do to make it better. So like now, what I've said to myself is like, for every hour that I'm sat at my desk, I'll do twenty. I had been doing a daily habit of uh, twenty press ups every morning, like as soon as I wake up. A uh, minute of breath work, twenty press ups. All right, bang, let's fucking start the day. Let's go make a coffee. <laughs> so now it's uh, every hour. So 20 press-ups, uh, if I'm sat at a desk for more than an hour, and 20 bodyweight squats, which it's not perfect, but it's better than fucking nothing. It's better than just sitting there vegging yeah. when you probably can take a break from working. Like, if you're in an office and you feel, like, dead awkward, which a lot of people aren't now. A lot of people are working from home. Um, there's no reason why you can't get up and just move. For two minutes, like if you're in an if you're in an office, go get yourself a drink, go get yourself a little cup of water or something like that. If you're at home, do some body weight squats on the hour, every hour for every hour that you're sat either at your desk. Guarantee it'll make you feel ten times better, and it'll stop you whinging about your lower back because it's just kind of annoying, really. Yeah. <laughs> like what I do if I'm working at home, if I'm working upstairs or downstairs. Like if I go to the toilet, I'll go to the one like either upstairs or downstairs. If I'm yeah. working downstairs, I'll go upstairs to the toilet. <laughs> upstairs, go downstairs, he's the toilet. <laughs> Do you think like just so, to get a bit more get a bit more movement in? So so far in this podcast, we're talking about training around injuries. So we can kind of summarise this into like a couple of points. So point I'm also number one, getting get a standing desk as well. Yeah. Point number one is never do nothing. Do what you can in your training and in the gym. Um, if you can't get to the gym, try and go for a walk. If you can't go for a walk... Go up and downstairs a few times. Mm, exactly. Do something which is more than you did the day before. It could be that you've got a broken leg and uh, you can do five V-ups, right? Do that every day. Do that every day so you can do six and then do six every day and then do seven. <laughs> Never do nothing. Find something that you can do and do that, like just be cons- being consistent, most overlooked thing to do with training. Um, yeah, don't don't give don't give yourself a pity party that because uh, that's just going to be a that's just a bad a bad route to go down. Um, so never do nothing. What else should we say? If your if your injury is like a break or a sprain train around it so if it's an extremity thing um still still bench press if uh if you've if you've broken a leg 
you can probably do some kind of squat variation if you've broken an arm. Like so, here we've got safety squat bar, super useful. Um, yeah. So train around them. If it's to do like with muscular stuff, like a lot of physios would advise, still do something. So don't do something that's going to aggravate it. If it does aggravate it. <laughs> don't do that don't do that yeah <laughs> maybe leave it a week of doing things that don't aggravate it and then try the thing that aggravated it again and see if see if there's any difference if there isn't then you don't need to you don't need to ramp up the intensity of that thing straight away you just need to be consistent with testing it out and seeing okay body weight squats really hurt really fucking hurt in the middle of my back say so, see so how like tight so let's use your hip as an example. Uh, doing bodyweight squats, fucking killed my hip last week. All right, I'm gonna leave it for a week. Train everything else that I know that I can do. Test them again the next week. If you get any pain, stop. If you, if you don't get no pain, then all right, maybe do one set of 10 every day. Well, even one set of five every day for the rest of that week, the week after. <laughs> Try one set of six. Like, it's probably sensing a bit of a pattern here, like, but sometimes this needs to be, like, spelled out for people for them to understand that that's how you, you test things and that's how you can progress things as well. Um, so what else? We've got, like, one and two there and probably to an extent three. What else can we go, go for? Um. I can't think of mine's just gone blank what we're talking about. <laughs> like, I think another one you'd mentioned was moving around the house. So, yeah, um, yeah just more movement during the day. More movement throughout the day. It's not going to hurt anyone. If you sat at a desk for eight hours, and re- <laughs> you probably know this already by the way your body feels. I know it because I worked, at, I worked in, a, in a fucking desk job for like five, six years. It's a miserable existence. Fucking hated every minute of it. Um, absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, get up and move around. Like one of the shouts in one of our old offices was, where's Martin? I was like, I was just away from my desk. One, because I hated the work that I was doing. Just avoiding work. And two, because every time I was sat there at, at this desk, I'd start to get aches and pains. So it's one of those. It's pretty stupid as well though, just as like a side note, that in, uh, in that office job that I'm on about, um, we were given like a certain amount of work to get done. And then once your once your work was done, it was like you might as well wait till tomorrow, like because what's the fucking point of doing any more? So it's like work was done within like the first two hours of the day. You had to just fucking sit there for like another six hours. So it's like nah, fuck that. I'd rather move around and not turn into like a potato. <laughs> um, so yeah, move around, move around your desk. What's what's the worst that's gonna happen? Like you're gonna miss an email. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna miss an email from someone. You're gonna miss like a Teams meeting. I'm pretty sure that you're probably gonna be okay if you take like a two-minute like little lap of the house or the office every hour. In fact, that's probably one of the guidelines that the fucking bollocks um, like works workplace assessments do. It's like bullshit guidance of like. Have your screen at this height. Oh, have yeah, your that, chair yeah. at that height. <laughs> like it, it's probably in there to say. Like, don't sit for more than. 
don't sit for more than 45 minutes or something like that. So, yeah, yeah like... There's probably periods of the day where you'll be more productive and you'll probably be more productive if you take a regular break because it'll let your brain have a little refresh. Like you can't be switched on for a whole eight hours every single day. Yeah, um, there's some research about like 40, 45 minutes. That's just how to lose focus. Yeah, like it makes sense because um, if, if you think about it, like have you ever really been focused for like longer than that? I know I haven't, especially when I've been working on the same thing so it's probably going to make sense that you get up have a little refresh um do a little lap of the office get a drink like walk up and down the stairs um yeah like do that do that instead again i think i have some like adhd so i can't concentrate that well (laughs) like i always i find that when i'm intentionally trying to do something um it takes me like a good sort of 10, 15 minutes to like, to be able to go, okay, right, I'm into this now. And then getting into like a kind of flow state. And it's usually with things that I'll put off and put off and put off until I'm like, right, okay, this really needs to be done now. And in the end, it doesn't end up taking that long. So if there's anything you take from this podcast that's supposed to be about injuries is <laughs> be productive and just do the thing. Do do the work and then and then chill. Do the thing, that can be a title. Exactly. Do the, do the do thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Train around the injury. Do your work. Like, <laughs> pretty straightforward. Um, move more. Movement is medicine and all that. Um, there's actually another thing which I'm probably going to butcher now, but the rice protocol: um, rest, ice, compression, elevation. The guy who came out with that, I don't know if you want to look this up, the guy who came out with that has actually uh, either retracted it or said that there's actually much better ways of dealing with injuries. So basically, if you ice an injury, you can be delaying uh, potential healing. I think we mentioned this last week as well, about ice. On the Orono Cover Recovery podcast, possibly it's not good. Mm. Well, it's not. That's not good. But it's it delays. Well, does does, think does I, the opposite of what you think you're doing. Yeah. So, um, um, I can't find the guy. But yes, yeah, says the rice protocol is is a myth. Not a myth, but it's been over applied as like a cure all for injuries. And obviously, if you've got In like one of the lines here, it says. An abundance of research that collectively supports the notion that ice and rest does not enhance the recovery process, but instead delays recovery, and may result in further damage to the tissue. So, it'd be interesting to see what what it would say about compression and elevation, because compression is is supposed to be useful, and I've always been a bit sceptical about how useful elevation is for like a sporting or like gym related like a physical uh injury so i'm still trying to find what he said um what else is there is that like the classic um the classic thing of get some like ice on it or get like a magic sponge on it which magic sponge yeah 
definitely has like I think that's like more of a psychological thing. Yeah, because, isn't it? Yeah, because we've gone that deep with um, with this protocol because it's from like the like the the seventies or something like that, wasn't it? The the Rice Protocol. Pretty sure it was like. Early seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, so that, that's when it was yeah, like popularized. Yeah. yeah. So it is kind of interesting that. So there you go. Rest is for all it's important to make progress. If you're injured, overly resting can be counterproductive. Um and so moving, like I said before, movement is medicine, so well, get moving, do what you can. Does it say if you're in exceptional pain? directly after an injury then you'd ice it but that should probably numb the pain yeah 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 so like actually stop the if you've got like a an acute leg break say like the the bones fucking sticking out of the skin (laughs) type thing then yeah maybe stick a bit of ice on that and try and like numb the pain the magic sponges yeah yeah. (laughs) get a paper towel on it wet paper towel (laughs) but yeah i think that have you got anything else you want to add to the Isles injury checklist? No. Not that I can think of norms. Sound. I think that's as good a place as any to uh, end this week's episode. So if you have an injury, do what you can. Move around it. Um, if you work in an office and you sat down for a lot of the day, uh, spend like two, three minutes for every hour moving around. Um, if you're working from home, just get up and go up and down the stairs if you're missing out on a morning commute which obviously people who are working from home are doing then figure out how long your normal commute would be and go for a walk for half of that time so if you've got a 20 minute commute like say on a bus or on a train or in a car set a timer for 10 minutes and walk 10 minutes away from your house and then 10 minutes back might not sound like much but 20 minutes a day is more than an hour a week five days a week if you do the same thing after you finish work then obviously you're fucking doubling up when you do 40 minutes a day rather than 20 um and that can obviously help bump up your activity levels uh, create a bit of separation between your house and work and it'll generally probably because you say movement is medicine it's probably going to help you make you feel better mm. yeah absolutely um Anyway, like I say, that's a good, good spot to finish the podcast. Uh, have you got anything on your ad? Want to add, James? Nothing. No. All, all good. Do the thing. Go do the thing. Uh, if you want to come and train with us, then click the link that should be down below. Uh, we've also got some online programming which we're working on the homepage for it, but it is all ready to go. So if you're keen to jump on board with some of our online programming, then that'll be on the link below as well. Just uh, click the button. See you in the next one. Bye.